there was an issue that was brought up uh, by a representative that said uh, in committee, or, or I think it was actually brought up on the floor, maybe it was the committee, that um, it's you can't use a firearm. Now we're talking about the cannabis adult use uh, provision. She was saying you can't carry a, a, a weapon under the influence of an intoxicant or narcotic. Uh, and then I've got some questions about, well, what is the whole issue with guns uh, and cannabis and, and and where do we stand on that? So I went to my resident expert who also happens to be uh, my son. Uh, he is He runs all the dispensaries for our company, but he is also an attorney uh, and he speaks on this issue and has been asked to speak on this issue several times. Uh, welcome to the show again, Indy. Hey, how's it going? Ah, it's going good, son. Going good. Okay, so it's come up again, and, and the whole issue of guns and cannabis. And so what is the federal position uh, as it relates to somebody that may use it, whether it's recreationally, uh, adult use, or medical. What is what is the uh, stance of the federal government? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, as you may have already mentioned, you you cannot be intoxicated under any substance and possess a firearm, and that also includes alcohol. Um, but the federal stance on cannabis is it is not federally recognized as legal, right? It is considered a controlled substance. So in the eyes of the federal government, there is no legal possession of cannabis, even if it's legal in your state. So if you were to ask any ATF agent, no, you cannot use cannabis, uh, you know, whether, whether that's through a medical cannabis program, and also possess a firearm or ammunition. That's, um, you know, that, that is their stance. However, it's not enforced. It, it is, it's similar to federal cannabis law in general. Federally, you can't possess cannabis, but states pass their own individual rules allowing for it. But they, they are, they're not pro- actively prosecuting people for possession uh, of a firearm and also using cannabis. So the other question that comes up uh, when you purchase a firearm and especially if you purchase that firearm from a federal firearms license holder, um, you have to fill out that form. And there's a question on that form that relates uh, to cannabis. Yes, I, I think that that form is um, four four seven three. That's the ATF form, and I I think it's eleven E. Or I, I I talked a while ago about this, but I don't remember the exact number. But it specifically asks, are you an unlawful user? of a controlled substance and specifically mentions cannabis within the last two years, they even created a bolded explanation that says there is no federally recognized uh, legal cannabis in the United States, even if there's medical cannabis, you know, so you're, you're, you're not, you can't lie on that form. Um, there are penalties that go along with lying uh, on that form. So, you know, they're, they're very explicit about not being able to purchase a firearm you know, if you're using cannabis of any kind. And so you're, you are asked this question uh, pretty regularly about, well, I just don't have to tell them on that form and I'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, that, I mean, that is, if that is someone's prerogative, you know, they they should know the risks associated with, um, you know, answering that form in that way. But like I did say, it, it is not a, it is not a priority uh, right now to prosecute um, people for you know having cannabis and using a gun, uh, or, or I'm sorry, possessing a gun. I, I'd like to note that Oklahoma 
recently passed a law that says being a medical cannabis card holder in Oklahoma does not preclude someone from also getting their concealed carry license. Um, oh, wow. You know, that, that, does, that doesn't comport, right, with federal law. How could someone get a concealed carry license if they have a medical cannabis card? It's this whole thing of it's, 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 not, it's not a priority, uh, and states really value their gun rights. So Oklahoma went as far as saying, hey, that's, that's for the ATF you know, to worry about. But in, in Oklahoma, you can have a concealed carry license and a medical cannabis card uh, at the same time. Yeah. And, and so the only thing that is going to change this is the rescheduling, if that were to ever happen, uh, at the national level. So before, uh, again, we just talked about New York State. Uh, Governor Cuomo signed adult-use cannabis uh, this morning, and now their state will do like New Mexico should New Mexico pass this law. They will put together their rules and regulations, but uh, here in the near future, they will have adult-use cannabis. So, But even though you now we have these giant states and, and uh, so many millions and millions of people uh, live in states where there's some degree of legal cannabis, none of this is going to change until the federal government changes it. Correct. I mean, we have tens of millions of Americans using cannabis legally in their state, And I have a very hard time finding a single prosecution of anyone using cannabis legally in their state and possessing a firearm. And, of course, but you would make sure that you would tell somebody, you know, you don't advocate them not being truthful and honest on those forms. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I'm I'm an attorney, and this is not legal advice by any means. Um, But, yeah, they they have to know the risks associated with it. Um, But, yeah, it is it is. You know, under the guise of, of the federal government, it is not legal. Okay. All right, son. Well, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate that you were close at hand, uh, that I could get your expert uh, uh, take on this. Because, again, now it, it, it did come up this morning, and I'm sure it's going to be something that, that we hear more about, uh, especially should uh, this legislation pass. Absolutely. And happy All to right. help anytime. Thank you, son. Appreciate it. Have a good I- day, buddy. Love you. Thank you. You too. That's my, that's, that is my boy. Uh, as I said, he, um, I've actually listened to, to the, the predations uh, that he has given uh, on this whole issue of guns. And it's an issue. It is. I did not know about Oklahoma. Uh, that's a very interesting, that's basically saying, look, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a Second Amendment state. And, uh, you know, we have, they have a very, very large medical cannabis program. And, and I think that that's interesting that they said, yeah, and we're going to continue with our medical cannabis program, and we're not going to preclude uh, concealed carry holders. So uh, that's that's pretty interesting stuff. So, again, my thanks to my son, uh, Indy, uh, for giving us uh, some background on that. Again, it was brought up this morning. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. And, and like Oklahoma, as I said, New Mexico is a very, very strong Second Amendment state. And so these will be issues uh, that come up, but we make it very, very clear uh, on those forms when you fill them out. Uh, if you are to purchase a gun, uh, you know you got to say it. You got to be honest. It's not worth the risk. Uh, should something, uh, you know, were they to find out? But uh, so just be careful with that. I can now tell you that House Bill Two has just passed the House of Representatives, the full House, on a vote of 38 in the affirmative, 32 in the negative. Uh, the bill passes, and it is now on to the Senate. 
So by a vote of 38 to 32, House Bill 2 has passed the House, and it is now on its way to the Senate. Nick, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Nick. Yes, uh, Darren, I thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I worked in a, an old line gun shop here, very well known gun shop here in Albuquerque. And oh, three, four years ago, a young man came in and looked at some guns, wanted to buy a handgun, asked him for his uh, driver's license. He handed it to me, and it was canceled. It had a big hole in it. You know, it'd been, it'd been, uh, he didn't have a driver's license. So I said, Well, you got any other ID? He asked me, well, can I use my cannabis card? And at that point, I politely asked him to leave the premises. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't sell him a well, gun for no way. Yeah. You know what? The thing about it, though, uh, Nick, is that I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Um, it's, it is one of the questions we get asked very often, and, and, and it may be very well the case. Why would he enter you, try to offer you the, his ID? But they, um, people don't know. That's why we keep. That's why we bring it up as as much as we do, and why it's once people are, uh, they they hear about it, they're like, "You're you're kidding, right?" And I'm like, "No, it's not, not in the eyes the of the federal government." You, only way you can do it is to, is just to lie on the form, and that's not a good yeah. idea for sure. No, it's not. There there was uh, uh, a Nick, and I appreciate it. As I said, it, that is not going to change, regardless of the outcome of house bill two in this special session this is not going to change and i appreciate that that very much nick um and, and we have to tell people that it, it will take federal law uh to change that and, and uh as nick said that you know the only way that people can do it is if they're not honest about it and, and i have to tell you i we do not recommend you do that um, if you are asked to fill out that form like you will be uh, in New Mexico, especially if you go to an FFL uh, to buy that weapon, you will be um, you'll be you got to fill out that form, as my son said, and you got to fill it out honestly. Now, I will tell you there was a case because I've listened to my son's presentation, uh, and he talks about a case in I believe it was Oregon, where a woman sued. Uh, she sued in federal court, saying that. Um, you know, her rights were being violated because she was a legal medical cannabis card holder in that state. And therefore, she should not be precluded from carry or being able to purchase a weapon because, of, quote unquote, she was not. Remember, my son said the term they use is an unlawful user. Well, her argument was she wasn't. And so she took uh, uh, she went to court. And if my memory serves me right, uh, and if my son is listening, I believe it was the Ninth Circuit that basically upheld and said, no, not at all. You are not. It, it is a federal violation of law. And it is definitely, I mean, it is the one thing uh, about this whole prospect. Again, folks, again, New York State just passed adult cannabis, adult use cannabis. They just did. The governor signed it this morning. And how many states uh, now? I think that's 17. Uh, it's getting closer to 40 that have some degree of legalized use of cannabis. And and the only thing that's going to change this uh, is, in fact, the um, Congress taking some type of action 
uh, to ease up on these restrictions. And, and it's long past time. It is. Uh, as more and more states fall. And look, are we surprised? No, I'm not surprised that the states are leading the charge. Um, they always tend to be able to handle issues differently than the federal government and to be more responsive. Um, as I said, the, you, the national polls uh, also now favor recreational uh, use of cannabis or adult use cannabis. So, um, you know, as I said, I appreciate that, Nick, very much. You're right. Uh, but there was a very good chance that the young man that you talked about, he didn't even know. And again, why would he offer his cannabis card um, if he knew that uh, that was precluded and prohibited by federal law? Mike, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Darren. First time caller. I listen to you all the time. Thank you. I've got you. a question for you. I've yes. owned guns since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. and I developed a sleep problem, and doctors were prescribing, you know, chemicals to sleep. Then I found out about the sleep bar, so I use it, and it works great. Yeah, now, let's say, it? for example, someone gets into my home, and Lord knows I would never want to do it, but I would shoot somebody. Where would I stand at that point, being that I have a card? Yeah, I, well, it's a great question, Mike. Um and you and I have that in common, right? Uh, because I am a right. medical cannabis patient, um, right. and as I've said, I am a, I'm, I'm, I have many, probably too many, weapons. Um, and if in the middle of the night somebody threatened me uh, or my family, uh, I'm going to protect myself. Exactly. Where would I fall after I did that? Um, I don't know. Um, but I will tell you, I would not hesitate to protect myself or my family for two seconds. Right, but and yeah, and, but then and they would... go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I just said I. You know, I mean, could something be done? Um, I don't know. I, I as you heard my son say, it's you know, the federal government doesn't recognize cannabis in any shape or form. Right. Okay, well, maybe somebody out there could answer that a little. I mean, you know, because would they sue you uh, civilly, or where would it go? Would I end up in jail, <laughs> right? No, but, you know, Mike, and I don't think anybody can answer that question. That's the problem. Uh, as my right. son said, there hasn't been any prosecutions. Um, and, and let's just say right from the first, first of all, we never condone anybody using weapons uh, of any type under the influence of anything if it's uh, even prescription narcotics if it's alcohol whatever it is don't ever use weapons don't drive uh if you're right. under the influence of something uh, but your question I is very specific mike i didn't get rid of my guns and i'm not getting rid of my guns um no and um, and, and i'm and but, I, my answer to you is i'm going to protect myself and my family right but I'm thinking what they would say was, okay, this guy uses this for sleep. In the middle of the night, he's more or less under the influence at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Huh. Yeah, that's tough. That's what I'm saying to you, Mike, yeah. and I appreciate the call, and it's a very good call. Right. And I wish I could just sit here and say, Mike, you don't have to worry about it. Let's get back to the calls. Gloria, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you. Uh, my comment has to do with the cannabis bill. Yes. And I just had a suggestion, a thought. I don't know if it could happen. But um, if the bill does not pass, why don't they uh, combine that bill with the bill 
to stop uh, taxing Social Security in New Mexico uh, because uh, that bill hasn't been going through because they're saying that the state needs the money from that. So why don't you have some kind of provision where the money from the cannabis would take would compensate for the money for the Social Security bill? Interesting. Uh, yeah. Be- um, the one thing that I'd say, Gloria, and, and, and I'm, I don't hold me to this 100 uh, percent, but mixing in Social Security tax uh, legislation with a cannabis bill uh, would probably be what they called log rolling. Uh, and that, that's basically two bills that have nothing to do with each other uh, getting combined together. Now, I know what you said that use that as an offset, right? Right. Use the, it use has the money. money to do with each other. It has money yeah. to do with each other because one is going to bring in money <laughs> and one uh, is going to take away money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, Gloria, one of the things that they did um, is that they there were a lot of earmarks on the bill originally. Um, and as the debate moved on, they I don't think there's any earmarks. Uh, all of the money that will be collected uh, from adult use cannabis will go straight into the uh, the state budget coffers. Uh, so well, that um, still would compensate for that uh, Social Security money, you know, because that's money. That Social Security money is probably being used for many different things, yeah. and so it would still compensate for the loss of that money and getting money from the cannabis. But I just wanted to bring that thought that maybe I appreciate it, Gloria. I do go through. I I appreciate you very much. Let me tell you, um, you know, there's a lot of debate on where the um, how much money, how much revenue will this bill generate? Um, and, and, you know, I've heard some folks say that, oh, 25 to 50 million uh, in gross receipts tax. Now, you did hear, if you joined us in the first hour, Pat Davis did say that um, the excise tax, which is currently at 12%, it will incrementally climb uh, to 20% uh, over the next few years. Uh, but I got to tell you, if that's the case, uh, that, that it, it, this easily could be something that's well north uh, of, of 50 million. Justin, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Justin. Hey, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. Good. Uh, I just had a comment in response to the gentleman who was asking about if he were to use a firearm in self defense while under the influence of a cannabis product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the important thing to remember is that. The form that you fill out and therefore uh, honesty on that form has to do with a federal statute and you're adhering to a federal law. The usage of Ambien or NyQuil or a cannabis product for a sleep aid and therefore inhibiting, potentially inhibiting your ability to uh, cognitively reason through a process, um, that would likely be charged in a local or a municipal court not necessarily a federal court. I don't think it would reach the statute of that. So I think that it's really important to help people understand that while it is legal in the state, it is not legal federally. Having worked in a firearms uh, as a, with an FFL, um, I realize that you have people who, unfortunately, they do falsify information on that document uh, occasionally, um, and that is a federal crime. It, that would never be prosecuted locally. Yeah. Uh, and, and Justin, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I think, again, what it does illustrate is just how, um, you know, again, there is a, you're right, the federal provision, 
for purchasing uh, from an FFL. Uh, you got to be honest. Uh, we would never encourage anybody to be dishonest. Um, there is a federal provision that deals with utilizing a firearm uh, under uh, the influence of any type of narcotic drug. Uh, but, you know, as I said, I look, I, if somebody protects their family, uh, first of all, they have to know, right? I mean, do they know that you're a medical cannabis user? Um, right. If you or somebody was breaking into your house um, and, and you had to use your firearm to protect yourself, they would have to know that uh, first. And there would have to be some type of evidence that you were you were impaired by it. Um, but as I said, I, and I appreciate the call very much, Justin, because I agree. I, look, it, it's a very, it's very confusing. Uh, it's very, very confusing. Uh, um, and as I said, I, I do not purchase uh, firearms. Uh, and I don't use that form. I don't. I have, and believe me, I have enough guns. That ain't the issue. Uh, but, you know, I... I I don't know. I, I wish I could have answered that question uh, more directly, uh, because I. But I can't. Uh, yes, my son is absolutely right, and he's done so much research on this. We don't know of any prosecution where the federal government has stepped in. I can tell you that the state of New Mexico does not share that information about medical cannabis patients uh, with with the federal government or with anybody. It's HIPAA protected. And and so, but again, I, I I don't have the answer to that question about the use uh, or possession, just mere possession, if you're somebody that is a medical cannabis holder, because the laws are conflicting. But make no mistake, where this started earlier was there was a question that came up in the legislature, and the question was about, um, you know, can you... Can you carry a firearm or uh, or have a firearm on your body or person under the influence of a narcotic? And it's a petty misdemeanor. But it's also important to point out that it's under the influence of an intoxicant. And, and so that's anything, right? Uh, so let's not forget that. Uh, and, and again, um, well, I, I can never uh, recommend to somebody that you do that. So be careful. That's for sure. We'll get back to it right now. Les, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome to the show, Les. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. How about yourself today? I'm pretty good. Well, I, the last caller said something about uh, charges for using a firearm under the influence. Mm-hmm. Well, what about if anyone from now on buys a, a gun, has to buy liability insurance to go along with it for innocent people in case it gets stolen or you do something crazy? And it will at least cover the other guy. Well, the, the one thing, Les, um, you know, if, if some if you did something right, if if you own a gun, and you like you said, you did something, you dropped it, and, and you shot somebody, um, you're probably that person's going to sue you. Um, you know, and, and if it happened at the home, I'm sure they'll probably sue you uh, and go after your homeowner's insurance. That's what I mean. Uh, if you had liability, if you had liability, you uh, would kind of cover both of you. Well, because uh, yeah, it's, it's not fair for someone to get shot and not get compensated for the problem if they live or die. Well, again, though, but but less you can still that person will file probably a lawsuit, especially if it was a reckless, uh, some you did something recklessly, 
Um, yeah. And, and you went after that person. But I think just, um, you know, again, you, you have a you have a constitutional right to own a weapon. Um, and we always encourage yeah, well, people to get. Go ahead. Well, I think it, it's constitutional, but it's uh, it's also a dangerous weapon that uh, you have to have. I think if you had liability that um, you would think twice. And there's some people that if you sue them, they don't have two cents to rub together. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. So, so maybe basically, liability is the best but then, way but, to go. But, all right, let, let me play devil's advocate here, Les. Um, all right. You have somebody that uh, has enough money to per weapon because they want to protect their family. But then you tack on, you know, some type of insurance policy that they have to have to have that, then they can't do it. So it's just wealthy people that are able to have guns and protect themselves. I believe, look at, I'm a huge supporter of the Second Amendment. Being a former law enforcement officer, I've said this. You know, I'm not going to be there for you. I'm not going to be able to, to respond on in your home and so therefore i i want you to be able to protect yourself i think you have a fundamental right to do that and if you choose to do that with a weapon so be it learn how to use it learn the laws but if you come back and say oh you're going to have to have a liability insurance policy uh you know, to purchase a weapon the first thing i'm going to say to you is that liability insurance is probably going to be more expensive than the weapon and so then the only people who are going to have uh, weapons are people with money. And, and I don't think that that's fair either. Um, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. What do you do if somebody uses a weapon and they do it irresponsibly and they hurt somebody? Well, they're going to get sued. Uh, but, but understand that um, it'll be just people that are wealthy enough to afford the insurance. Those are the people that are going to have it. And, and, and I just don't think... I don't think that that's fair. Dallas, you're on News Radio Kick. You'll be welcome, Dallas. Hey, Sheriff Wyatt, what's up, brother? What do you know, man? It's another day in paradise, right? You got it, you damn wacky bastard. Let me tell you something, Sheriff Wyatt. <laughs> oh, you got it. We, we, have to, we have to tape that, Dallas, because I, I can't tell you how true that is. That, the, you I just know. spoke truth. You just spoke truth, my brother. You got it, Irish. Look, now here's the deal, brother. Um... Yeah, I, don't, I just jumped in on the convo. Um, I'm, I've got reception. I'm in town grabbing supplies, whatever. So here's the deal. I don't, you know, uh, AR-15s, bro, you don't need it for protection. You take the shotgun, you, you know, you can do whatever. You know, these, these guns, you know, we got to get down to uh, common sense, Sheriff White. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, like I say, I just jumped into the convo. Yeah, but you're not. And, uh, but you're not. But you're not anti AR-15, are you, Dallas? No, no, I'm not. Let me tell you real quick. I know I'm gonna fly on this. I went down. Okay. I went home two summers ago. My mom and dad got 38 acres out in East Texas. Uh, my dad gave me uh, his AR-15 for protection. I told him, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, uh, just yeah. I got. I I'm a gun owner. I own a, a 40 caliber uh, handgun. But I told mm -hmm. my so the AR's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. You know, it's really cool. But look, I mean, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But you don't really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I. You I get look. I look. I'm. I'm. I'm asked. You. You know that. I'm asked all the time. Uh, you know, yep. and I'll tell people just like you. Know, I, I like that. You know, that Mossberg pump. 
you know, maybe a 12 or a 20 gauge. Um, yeah, oh, I think God. You, I, I, you, you know. You could put them down. You could put them down, Sheriff Wyatt. With that, I could tell you right now. Um, uh, you just, you know, brother, it comes down to common sense, Sheriff Wyatt. And, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. wish that we had more of that, man. Well, but you are you. Are, that's a tall order, there, Dallas. Common sense. Why do you got to j- inject that into my show? I don't. I'm talking right now, Dallas. There's no common sense in that. You be safe, brother. I appreciate it. I got to jump to break real quick. Um, you know, again, look, Dallas is right. And just because when I say, you know, you, I think you have a right to protect yourself, you should protect yourself. If you choose to do that with a weapon, that is your right to do that. I always advocate that you get training. Uh, I wouldn't advocate for, you know, if you are somebody that hasn't handled weapons before, I wouldn't advocate that you just run right out and get an AR. Uh, because, again, it, it's, a, it's a more complicated weapon. Uh, I have military experience with it. Uh, you know, I've just been around them a long time. I understand them, uh, but but I I do. I tell people all the time. It's like, look at a shotgun is a very good weapon uh, for protection, but you still have to get training on it. You still have no have to know how to use it. Uh, if there's a lot of handguns out there. Same thing, uh, but follow the law. Get the training. You know, because again, it's you, <laughs> we don't want you to hurt yourself. Uh, and, and that's possible if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, but but Dallas is right. It, it doesn't have to be an AR-15. Uh, there's a lot of alternatives out there. Uh, and, and But educate yourself on it. Uh, if you feel it's time to have something in your home, get that training. Learn how to use it. Uh, and, you know. But you, you don't. He's right. You don't. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be an AR-15 with a 30-round magazine. Mike, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, what's going on, Darren? How are you doing today? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm all right. Hey, uh, in regards to what Les, Mr. Les, was talking about, how he said, well, it's not fair for somebody, somebody to not be compensated. It's an accident or whatever. You know. Yeah. Well, the Another person is probably going to sue, but let me tell you what isn't fair and what is, here we go, common sense theory. Why should you, especially in your home, if an aggressor is trying to attack you, him or her gets shot, killed or not killed, they can still try and sue you. Now, let's get to the common sense part of it. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go. I'm listening, Mike. So let's get to the common sense theory. They need to pass the law instead of writing up all these things I should have gotten stocked in pens and all this with everything, all these people are passing bills and left and right and signing executive orders. I should have gotten stuck in those pens. They're running out of ink here. You know what I mean? So anyway, pass the law that says that the, that aggressor can't see you. They are the ones that aggressed first. They're the ones that went after you. So they got injured or killed in the process. That is them or their family's problem. And not only that, guess what? An AR with a 30-round mag? Well, Highly likely, you might need to use it one day, but yes, you might have to use something like that with force one day. And that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, no, Mike, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you just, and it'll take me a second to find it. Remember the the case where the guy broke into the car somewhere in the Northeast Heights and then he sued the homeowner because he got into a wreck uh, or something? And it was years ago. Uh, I, I'm old. Um, and that case was upheld by the New Mexico Supreme Court. 
and I can't remember the specifics. Somebody helped me out to remind me what that was. It was just outrageous. Um, and, and, yeah, it does happen. And, and I'm sure there's plenty of case law out there where somebody did break into a home and they were shot by the homeowner, and the next thing you know, uh, they're suing. It, it does happen. Um, you know, and, and, and look, and when, when that caller was asking me about what would I do, uh, and I said I didn't have the answer, but I would protect myself. Uh, and and, I, and I'm going to take that chance every single time. Hell, this is Albuquerque, folks. We haven't talked about this for a while, but we're up to 30 murders. We're up to 30 murders. This is a violent damn town. And, and, and you bet your butt, I am going to take my chances. I am going to take my chances on the um, protecting myself. 30 murders. I, I don't know if you recall, I've only said it a million times. In 2014, there were 30 murders. This is the third month. It's not even over. This is the third month. And we're at 30 murders. And, and I don't even know what the real accurate count is. We're getting off track here a little bit. Because now APD seems to say everything is a justifiable homicide. And, and you know, I, I need the DA's office to tell me that it's a justifiable homicide. Because I'm a little worried that uh, the police department brass is a little worried. And it just seems to me like a lot of cases are just going down as justifiable homicide. And some of them may be. But share those details with us. But you can bet your butt, as I said, I'm going to protect myself and my family. Because I, I, I have to take into consideration where I am. And there's just too many bad guys in this town that um, they like to kill. And so you're right. I'm going to take that action necessary to protect myself and to protect my family, protect my home. And if that means that, you know, some thug that, um, you know, his only occupation is being a thug, and engaged in thuggery, if he ends up on the, the, the wrong side uh, of one of my weapons because they choose to break into my house and, and he chooses to sue me, okay, there's a damn thing I can do about it. Uh, but, you know, as I said, I, 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 can't, I can't stop somebody from doing that. But, um, and I'm not going to sit here like, you know, like some John Wayne or Clint Eastwood and say, well, they're not going to be around to sue me. Um, but I will say that I'm going to use that weapon to protect myself, protect my home. And, and if they survive it, then, you know, so be it. And, and, you know, if you feel like you want to sue me, go ahead. I'll be happy to be able to be in court uh, to actually fight that lawsuit. Because there's so many in this town that don't get that opportunity anymore. And so I'll just say, well, there's two homicides yesterday. 
And you have to, you, how do you separate that? When I say you have a right to protect yourself, there's a lot of communities in this country. They don't have to talk like this. Yeah, they have guns because they use them for hunting. You know, there's a lot of communities in this country that don't talk about getting firearms because you got to protect yourselves because there's a lot of bad guys out there. They talk about getting firearms because they want to use them for hunting or they may want to go go target practice, to do some target shooting, right? It's But in this community, when people talk to me about getting a weapon, it's because they're concerned about their own safety. They're concerned that this is such a violent and extremely dangerous city that it, they may need this to protect themselves. And so that's why when we talk, that's, and again, it's a reason why, look, obviously the Second Amendment is critically important. But it's the, one of the reasons why uh, when we talk about adult-use cannabis and these um, arcane federal laws as it relates uh, to cannabis, it's, it's important that we have this discussion. Because I shouldn't be put into a place where I have to say to myself, you know, I'm a medical cannabis card holder, and the federal government wants me to get rid of my guns. I'm not talking about again. This isn't about using cannabis uh, and then handling a firearm. Completely different. Never gonna, never gonna subscribe to that. 